Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Well, people of God, I'm excited this morning because Kodesh Family Church we have entered into a new season from this morning. I want to announce to you that we are in a season of deliverance for all of us in Kodesh Family Church. I don't know how many of you are excited to hear about this. Hallelujah. When John the Baptist was born, his father lifted him up and said, Lord, thank you. In Luke chapter 1 verse 68, he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Verse 69 said, And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Then when you go to verse 72, he says, To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. 74, that he will grant us unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our season of deliverance and God is taking us out of everything that caused us fear. This morning, I'm happy to announce to you the Spirit of the Lord is upon the man of God to preach deliverance to the captives to declare good news to the poor. I don't know who is ready to receive the word of God, but if you are ready, I want you with Jesus' joy, rise to your feet and help me as we receive God's servant, peace of Amen. Hallelujah. from something evil. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, 
Jesus. For you sent forth your way. You sent forth your way. And you heal them of all their diseases. You heal them of all their illnesses. We thank you, Holy Spirit. My God, my God, thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless your holy name. Bless your name. Oh, Labra Santa Cabranda Cabe. Send your word this morning. Let your word heal us. Let your word deliver us. Let your word bring us breakthroughs. Let your word set us free. Let your word heal us. Heal us of every illness, of every disease, of every infirmity. Heal us of heart conditions. Heal us of back pain. Pain that has been there for years. Heal us, O God. Even as your word goes forth. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. Oh God, meet our every need and meet our every expectation this morning. In the name of Jesus, for we know it not what, where help comes from, oh God. But we thank you, the Lord, we will lift up our eyes to the hills. Because it's from the hills that our help comes from. Because our help comes from the Lord, the Lord which made the heavens and the earth. Oh yes, heal us, O God. Heal us, O God. Heal us, O God. Every heart condition, every condition of the mind, things that bother us, O God, things that take our joy, things that take our joy, things that make us sad. Heal us from them, O God. Heal us from them, O God. Even as we pay attention to your words, Lord, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Holy Spirit, minister to us. Holy Spirit, touch us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lima, save us, O God. Save us from troubles. Save us, O God. Father, we thank you. We give you the glory. We honor you, Lord. We glorify the God in the midst of the congregation. Touch every life. Let our expectations this morning be met. And I pray, Lord, that none will leave your presence the same. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Take over, have your way. We bless you, O God. We treasure your presence and we honor your presence. In Jesus' name, let everyone say amen. Amen. Shout a better amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may please be seated. Are you happy to be in church? Well, I believe that God wants to heal and deliver us from many, many things. Amen. I hear of too many sicknesses and illnesses and I believe that God wants to touch us. God wants to heal us. Amen. How many of us need a touch from the Lord? 
a touch. Maybe you have been touched, but you need another touch. Uh, we sing a song, just another. Is that the case? Just another touch. Say, just another touch. Hallelujah. You know, in the days of Christ, the Bible says that he went about preaching, teaching, and healing. Amen? And irrespective of what he was saying, the words were bringing healing to people. Are you understand what I'm saying? Irrespective of what he was saying. Because early did you see Christ coming, he was going through the crowd and healing. But as he was preaching, whatever he was saying, healing was happening. Amen. I said amen. I believe we are in a season where God wants to touch us. And one of the significant ways by which God touches us is through our own obedience. Amen. It's through what? Our own obedience. For instance, if you know you shouldn't eat certain things and you go on eating those things, it's those things that will kill you. Is that the case? If you know you shouldn't drink, uh, shouldn't drink akpetashim or whiskey and you keep on drinking it, you are being disobedient and that is what will kill you. But if you stop drinking it, then it will not kill you. Is that not the case? So usually it's by our own obedience and by our disobedience. Whichever one you choose. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. This morning I'm talking about how to honor somebody by paying attention to his words. Because I believe that the words of God, the words of Jesus will bring us great deliverance. And the Bible says that he sent forth his word. Amen. He sent forth his word. And the word was that which healed them. Amen. He sent forth his word and the word brought healing. So I believe that in this season, whatever the preaching, whatever the title of the message, believe that as God's word comes forth, you are receiving your healing. You are receiving your deliverance. You are receiving a release. Somebody here, your back pain. Right in the center of your upper back. There's a pain there. God is touching you right now. Amen. And I'm saying on the upper back of your, the center of your back. <laughs> the center of your back. Eh? It's like your spine. The upper part of your spine. Right below the neck. God is touching somebody right now. Up to the middle of your back. God is touching somebody right now. I can feel it very strongly. Amen. So I can feel it very strongly. Hallelujah. That God is touching somebody and bringing you relief. You know, one of the most demonic sicknesses to have is a back pain. You know, it's very, very dangerous and very demonic. I'm telling you, it ends up paralyzing people. You know, so you may not know, you know, doctors, they understand these things. So somebody may have some back pain. Say, oh, this thing is just some paracetamol or something, you know. And the person gets healed, and you think you take it for granted that it was just a small thing. Somebody might just have some headache. That headache could be some very serious tumor that is developing, and that God heals the person. And you may know. So you see, God delivers us. It delivers us from so many things that we are not even aware of. Are you understanding? But as his word comes forth, I believe that 
there is healing power in his word. I said there is healing power in his word. Amen. And if you believe it, you will also receive it. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. So we are in a season where God is delivering us. I'm saying the deliverance is coming by we taking heed to his word. Hallelujah. Taking heed to God's word. Taking heed to God's, the words of God's prophets and God's servants. Amen. He said, my son, I attend to my words. Incline thine ears or thine ear unto my sayings. Amen. So God is saying so many things. And he's saying that you have to attend to it. You know, attending to something is paying attention. Hallelujah. Inclining thine ear is, you know, it's like, as if like the thing is, you know, when somebody is speaking to you in a phone and the, the sound is low, you know, you, 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 you incline your ears, you know, you want to hear what the person is saying. Are you, are you with me? So like you incline your ears, you know, maybe you are in the car with your beloved and there's so much noise around, you know, or maybe you are playing some music on the, on the radio, you know, you, you lower the music. Hmm? You know the case? You lower the music and then you incline your ears. I said, darling, what did you say? Eh? So that it's only that sound that is coming into you and that's what God wants us to do. Because there are so many things that seek our attention. There are so many things that are pulling us left and right. There are so many things that are demanding our time and, and our attention. But God is saying to you that in this season, attend, attend to his instruction. Say, incline your ears. So like you are making a deliberate effort so that what comes to you is God's word and God's word alone. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. And when you do that, you are honoring God. Amen. Can't you see me, for instance, let's say you are a boss. You know, God is the boss. Not the case. It's our father. And in the office, you are talking to your subordinate, and as you are talking, the person is moving away. I mean, you you, you not be pleased, eh? Will you be pleased? You not be pleased at all. It is what disrespectful. It is dishonoring. It is rude. Mm? When your father is talking to you and you are moving, father has not finished and then you are moving. I mean, your father will be very very furious. It's like you are ignoring what he's saying. But what is happening now is that there's so much busyness around us. So as God is talking, we are also moving. As God is talking, we are doing other things. As God is talking, we are, you know, busy doing our things, busy looking for money, busy taking care of children, busy taking care of so many things. But God is saying that we should take time and incline our ears. Hallelujah. Amen. Because several times your healing or your deliverance uh, is coming from what God is saying to you. Are you with me? Maybe it's your business and God wants to talk to you and discuss your business. But you are so busy having board meetings and having so many meetings. You work till very late. By the time you wake up in the morning, you are so tired and you are back to work. So you don't even spend time with him who can uh, say whisper something to you that will save your business. So God is saying we should incline 
our ears. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. In Proverbs chapter 7 and verse 24, it said, Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. So God is opening his mouth and he is speaking. Remember, I'm talking about how to honor somebody by what? Paying attention. Paying attention to his words. And I'm saying that it's the words of God that will bring us deliverance. It's the words of God that will save us. Maybe it's a particular type of food that you like. It's your favorite. But that food may be a killer. Are you with me? One day the dietitian told me I shouldn't eat chips. Eh? He said, what do I have for snacks? I said, buy plantain chips. The one that you have spiced with uh, cacachupa and ginger and other things. Ojam, why are you looking at me? <laughs> His mouth is wetting as I'm describing the thing. I said, that's what I have for snacks. They said, no, 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 I shouldn't eat. I shouldn't eat. I should rather eat the roasted one. The coffee broke man. You know, so this, that's what I have. So I, I can have one plantain coffee broke man for snacks and I'm fine. Can I even have it as a meal for a whole day? You know, because of what it is. So I inclined my ears to the sayings of the dietitian. Amen? And the following times I did a medical test, everything was correct. Amen. Number one, by the grace of God, by the grace of God that also enabled me because God is the one who is at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen. So by inclining my ears eh, to the wisdom that was coming from the dietitian, I saved myself from so many things. Amen. So inclining our ears is very important. I believe that Pastor Jam, you hear what I'm saying. Very, very important. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Now, number one is say, honor your father by paying attention to his words. Honor who? Your father by paying attention to his words. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. You know, <laughs> many people who, for instance, today, school going have not... I mean, they have not gone to school much. Somebody said, school on gone. <laughs> school what? On gone. <laughs> because when they were kids, they were not inclining their ears to their parents. So parents send you to school, you don't go. So you see that, and, and, and you see, every day the night comes, the day comes, the night comes, the day you are growing. So you get to a point now you have grown. You have even begun to grow beard. And your parents now cannot continue to feed you. And stupidly enough, you are also going to impregnate somebody. So you could see that the school, you see, the school that you didn't go, no, is as a result of being disobedient to your parents. Amen. And the impregnating of somebody's child, no, is as obedience of disobeying the word of God. So it's like you have established a certain lifestyle of disobedience. Are you with me? In the end, it is going to you know, multiply, and then you are the one who suffer from all these things. So when you, so inclining your ears, it brings you deliverance that you are not aware of. Amen? It brings you deliverance from poverty. It brings you deliverance from sicknesses. It brings you deliverance from 
untold hardship. Are you understanding? And so it's very, very important as Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus. He said, children, obey your parents in the Lord. He said, for this is right. Amen? Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. Hallelujah. So paying attention to your parents' words is very, very, very important. And don't forget, God is also our father. Amen? Or paying attention to a senior, paying attention to the words of Jesus. Today, I'm going to talk about some of the words of Jesus. Amen? I'm just introducing the, 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 the subject for the season, your, that your deliverance comes through obedience, and to obey somebody is to honor the person. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. So you could see that when you become addicted eh, to obeying your parents, it becomes an easy thing for you. But when you grow up learning a life of disobedience, you grow up learning a life of Charlie, it's like on your own. You don't listen to anybody. Then your life becomes a life that becomes a difficult life. It becomes a very difficult life for you. Hard life. As if like you have been sentenced to life with hard labor. But that can be eased by you having been addicted to instructions, being addicted to advice, being addicted to counsel. Amen. You see, when you are a child and it's always said about you, oh, for this one, it doesn't respect it's not a good thing. You know, it's, it's like some very bad seed being sown into your life. But may we be addicted to instructions and may we be addicted to obedience. It says, Your addiction to a person's words reveal the honor you have for the person. So our addiction to God's word, our addiction to our parents' words reveals the honor that we have for our parents and the honor we have for God. Hallelujah. Call that to, I don't know why they are sitting together and they are sleeping together. Where have they been? One is about to drop water cry from the mouth. Sit down properly. Um, I was saying, four minutes to nine. I'm not about four minutes to nine. Branson, where is that? Shea. Where is that? 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 Where is they have made me speak tree this morning. <laughs> now, your addiction to the words of Jesus reveals the honor you have for Jesus. Amen? Reveals the honor you have for Jesus. Your addiction to the words of God's servants that God has given to you also reveals the honor you have for God's servants. Amen? Now, paying attention to somebody's words or advice is the evidence that you honor the person. Hmm? Paying attention. 
It's the evidence, you know. Most wives pay attention to their pastors more than their husbands. I'm Delhi or Nama. Why are some women wearing glasses made their face so serious? I say most women pay attention, more attention to their pastors more than their husbands. It's true or false? Oh, yes, it's true. Whether you agree or not, I know it's true. So usually, usually when a lady who I'm close to maybe is reported by the husband to me, the one of the questions I ask is that, why have never, you've never argued with me. It's like, you don't argue with me, why? I say, if you don't argue with me, then why do you argue with your husband? Because the Bible says that wives, what? Submit to, not, not your husband, your own husband, not somebody's husband. Because your pastor is somebody's husband. Amen? You see, so, you see, you are being delivered it's a season of deliverance. Amen? You are being delivered from the difficulty you are having in your marriage. Hallelujah. I say, what? you are being delivered from the difficulties and challenges you are having in your marriage. You have prayed about it. It's not working. You have gone to see a prophet. The prophet has lied to you that it's your, your wife's auntie. It's not working. Are you understand what I'm saying? You have done whatever. It's not working. But now I'm bringing you the word of God. That when you incline your ears to the word of God, where it says, uh, why submit to your own husband? So I always tell people, why don't, I mean, you, 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 you don't argue with me. You always take my word. But it says, submit your own husband as unto the Lord. So if I'm the Lord's servant and I'm the Lord's representative and you submit to me, you should submit to your husband. So you see, this is God's word. And does this God's word will bring you deliverance from untold marital difficulties. Hallelujah. I want the wives to clap. Wives. Are the wives clapping? Eh? Yeah, I knew I Look how you are clapping. One clap every every five seconds. <laughs> Hallelujah. These husbands should bring me offering. Because what I'm telling you is you may think that is a joke. <laughs> but when it begins to happen, take today's date and mark it down. So you don't bring offering, you see. <laughs> you have to honor me by bringing me offering. These two, these two husbands. Honor my words. That I'm reading from the prophet's book and from the Bible. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. So there are things, you know, Bishop was talking about how one day he advised a certain young man to play golf. Just advised him to play golf. Oh, this is why it's for rich people. But then later on, he was not well. You know, and the doctor, one of the first questions the doctor asked him was, like, what do you do? Like, your, what is your day like? What is your week like? The guy doesn't exercise. Now, the prescriptions, the medications, the operations that he had to do was far more, ten times more than the golf clubs that he, has to, he should have bought. He's talking about it is for rich people. 
Now the sickness that you have gotten, the sickness is rather for the rich people. Are you with me? The sickness is for rich people. So it's just the counsel, the advice, inclining your ears to that instruction that makes the whole difference in your life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It's inclining your ears to a certain instruction. It makes a whole difference. So he said, honor your parents by paying attention to his words. And you see, when you talk about your parents, it's not just your biological parents. Hallelujah. You know, <laughs> Bishop recently said that no one parent is enough for any individual. Do you see? Your parents alone, your physical, biological parents alone don't have enough experience for your life that you need. Because some of you, or some of us, we've not, you know, like me, my father has not taken me to a restaurant before. It is somebody who took me to a restaurant. But it was in secondary school that I was shown how to use cutlery. Most of you don't know how to use cutlery. When they give you knife and fork, you see the way you hold the, the fork like this. One day I was watching a documentary on one of these African nations. And the documentary was in, a, in an embassy in the UK. And the ambassador was eating rice with spoon. You know, and I was so amazed. You see, most of you don't even know what I'm talking about. But you use spoon to eat rice. You don't use spoon to eat rice. Are you with me? So it's like, who would teach you? Is your, your parents are not enough. Eh? They don't have enough experiences to help you. Okay, you may not have sat down with your mother to teach you how to behave as a wife. So your mother hasn't got enough experiences. So you need more mothers in your life to teach you more things. So when he said, obey your parents, it's not just your biological parents. One day I went for a conference in South Korea. And the restaurant manager now had to be going around to advising that, look, don't take more than you can eat. Don't take more. It was so disgraceful. Because people, I mean, you see somebody has taken food, breakfast, sausage is here, baked beans is here, bread is here, and then the dessert, uh, pineapple and apple lying on the bread. And I said, my God, we should have trained these people before bringing them here. So I'm saying that that person, his parents are not enough. His parents have not had enough experience. Amen? To teach him that you don't do that. For the restaurant manager to be going around and saying, don't take more than you can eat. Don't, you know, it was all some way. And we all do that. We come, if I invite you for buffet, you say you heap your plate. So much food. Maybe the thing is also lying there. So I'm saying that your father has not, my, my father has never took me to Chinese. My parents never took me to any restaurant. We, we, there's food in the house. Amen. So how will I know how to eat in a restaurant? Another somebody teaching me who is now becomes a parent. Are you understand what I'm saying? So when the Bible said, honor your parents, if the first parent is the physical ones, then the many others who taught you many things. Hallelujah. So inclining your ears, you have to incline your ears to the people that God has brought into your life. I don't know when I'm preaching. I don't know whether Brother Jam is giving interpretation of my message. 
to uh, Sister Akos or what? I don't know. And I'll find out later. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. So honoring will bring you great deliverance. And you are being delivered right now even as I preach. You see, right now, some wives have been delivered. If only they will hear what I'm saying. That obey your, what? Honor your husband's uh, your own husbands, ask unto the Lord. And I'm saying some wives, are, you are receiving deliverance. You don't know. Because I talk about the offering, your husband is gone. <laughs> you are receiving deliverance. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's not only oil pouring that brings deliverance. But the Bible says that he sent forth his word. He sent forth his word. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. And I want us to look from, I think, verse 17. He said, and when they saw him, that's after Jesus Christ had died, risen up, etc. The Bible said, when, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. But some did what? Some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, hmm? It is what he kept spake unto them, saying. So again, the saints, you know, that was the point. That's not the case. Eh? Honor the words. The saints. So he came unto them, saying. Now, what did he say? Now, these are the words of Jesus. And these are the words of somebody who has died. Amen? And risen. I mean, if somebody dies and rises up, I'm sure, and the person is saying something, look, if it is head this morning, I don't know who is dead, maybe Professor Atamils, there's evidence and it's on news that he has come and he wants to have, he has a message for us at the Akraspor Stadium or the Independence Square. We will not need any flyers. We will not need any mobilization. We will not need any prayers. I'm telling you, you will not have space in the independent square. What we did on Good Friday will be nothing. The roads in that area will all be blocked. I'm telling you. And even it is heard on news, CNN will be there. BBC will be there. Al Jazeera will be there. Nobody has to tell anybody that Professor Atamil is the former. Was he a vice president or president? It was both. It was both, eh? The former president of Ghana has risen and is bringing a message to the country. <laughs> it will be fantastic. Hallelujah. So you could see that. Why would it be so? Because the person will be perceived to have something very, very important to say. Is that not the case? Yeah. Have something very, very important to say. Now, it therefore means that Jesus Christ had something very, very important to say. Number one, he had just risen. And number two, he was just about to go away for good. He had something very, very important. So let's see what he was saying. And Jesus spake, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, 
all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Amen. Then he said, What go ye therefore? First of all, he said, Power has been given unto me. Power, a certain authority has been given unto me. Amen. And why did he have to tell them that? It's what's important for him to tell them so they'll know that he is not a weakling. And so the as he is sending them to go forth, he's sending them to go forth with a certain authority, an unmatched authority, authority unparalleled. Hallelujah. Amen. Give me back. He said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. And of the Holy Ghost. So that is a powerful message that Jesus Christ had. The message for which he needed independent square to deliver. Next verse. It's a teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. He said, and lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world I don't know who added the amen whether it was the, uh, Matthew who added or Jesus Christ said amen <laughs> hallelujah so you could see that he was giving them a very very powerful something and that is why this has been called what the great commission now listen to go back to the scripture the very last one we read he said, teaching them to observe all things that I have what? Commanded you. Then he said, Lo, I am with you. Lo, I am with you. Lo, I am with you. If God be for you, who can be against you? So right there is a very powerful instruction eh, that when you obey, I tell you, you are delivered from so many things. You are delivered from so many things. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? If God be for you, who can be against you? Though the enemy will strike you in one way, the Bible said they will flee in many ways. Said so though Satan will come against you like a flood, the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against Satan. Why? Because God Himself is with you. God Himself is with you. Many of us troop to go and see prophets, troop to go and get counsel, troop to go to hospitals. But when, if God is with you, if God is with you, I'm telling you, it's a different situation. So right there is the greatest deliverance that you can have. That God is with you. Amen. That God is with you. That God is with you. And I believe that God is with us. Now, if you look at this church, I believe God is with the church. You're not saying amen. I believe God is with the church. Number one, because of the emphasis of the church, God is with us as a church. But, you know, God, there can be a corporate body that is doing very well. A company is doing very Doesn't mean that the employees are also doing well. Hmm? But then it can also be a corporate that is doing very, very well and the employees are also doing very well. 
And I want our church to be like the latter. The corporate product is doing very well and the members are also doing very well. Because you see, the church could have a policy of following these instructions of Jesus. The church could have a policy and a drive of following this instruction of Jesus. But then there may be elements within the church who don't follow these things. And so at the end of the day, you can say that God is with the church and with some of the members of the church. But it's not with everybody in the church. But I want God to be with every one of us in the church. I say, I want God to be with every one of us in the church. Because this instruction, if we incline our ears, I say, if we incline our ears to this instruction, God will be with us. Hallelujah. And if God is for you, like we say in Niger, if God be for you, if God be for you, if God be for you, I tell you, your story will be different. Amen. Your story will be different. Hallelujah. And we thank God for every opportunity that we are given in the church to obey certain instruction. Are you with me? We thank God for every opportunity. Eh? Let me give you point number two, even as I go ahead. Honor your father by paying attention without answering back or arguing. Hmm? Many of us, when we say we are going to do something, then in your mind, your heart, you argue back. But without arguing. I mean, just take that your child, you give your say something to your child, then your child talks back. You talk, then he talks back. You talk, I mean, you ask this child. Will you be happy with such a child? Hmm? You will not be happy. You will not be happy with such a child. And when the child does that, he said, this child he doesn't honor his parents. Doesn't obey his parents. Titus 2 9. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering back or not answering again. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. He said that. Exhort servants to be obedient. And that's what I'm trying to do to all of us. Unto their own masters. And to please them well. Not to just to please them, but to please them well. Not in some things, but in all things. Hallelujah. To please them well in all things. Not answering again. Not answering again. Not at times we play. Somebody said we are playing table tennis with a message. The message we preach, then you hit back. The message is today, you hit back. If you, then you smash, then you, you win. So because you win, you don't do the things. But we shouldn't do that with God. Neither should we do that with God's instruction. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And you see, it brings about tremendous blessing. Like God said, I am with you always. He's always with us. He's all the way with us. Amen. If we do this instead, because it began by saying that all power, it means that power over sickness, power over diseases, power over poverty, power over what else? What do you need power over? Yes, that's poverty. 
to do well at work. Power to do well at work. Amen? Power to obtain knowledge. Power to ob obtain skill. Hallelujah. It's an all power. You see, when you are blessed with wisdom, it's not, you don't only apply it in one place. You can see some people, they are very successful in their business, but they are misbehaving in their homes. So the wisdom to grow the business is there. But the wisdom to have a successful marriage is not there. But here God is saying that all power, power to do business, power to have a successful marriage, all power has been given unto me. And it says that, lo, I am with you always. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Now this morning we are also launching our Swollen Sunday, which on the 30th of what? April. Amen. And what I, and I'm saying that, you see, something like Swollen Sunday was introduced by the prophets to bless the church. It's a campaign to bless the church. Number one, it's a campaign to bless many. There are many who are lost, who has to be found. There are many who are not saved, who has to be saved. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. But how can the people be saved if they are not preached to? Because it's the word of God that has the power to bring about salvation. Are you with me? Are you understanding what I'm saying? I say the word of God has power to bring salvation. It's the word of God that has power to bring deliverance. And that's why we hold crusades. That's why we hold breakfast meetings. That's why we do various things. Any means at all by which the word of God can reach out to somebody is the responsibility of the church. Amen? And that's why from time to time we hold such a service. Amen? Where we just put in an extra effort. Where we just incline our ears to the saints of God. Amen? And so on the 30th of June, you know, but we had a very, very powerful Good Friday service. You know, and clap for yourself for all the efforts. You know, I think it's the biggest that we've had. So if we were wondering next year what we'll do, next year maybe we'll have it in denominations. It will be uh, QFC, QFC alone should take over next year. <laughs> maybe another denomination. <laughs> Maybe like a lot of us will do it in the Thermosport Stadium. You know, because like there was no space. Hallelujah. And I'm saying that we can do the same thing in the church. Because there are so too many empty chairs in the church. Eh? Talk to them, the one next to you. Some of you can. Next to you, next chair, next chair. I mean the next chair. <laughs> can you see that your next chair is empty? Is that not the case? Either your right is empty or your left is empty. But God did not build his church for his church to be empty. And if only we will incline our ears to the word of God. Exodus chapter 32. My last scripture. And I'm closing. Exodus chapter 32. I want us to read from verse 20. Twenty one. Twenty two. No, go to verse thirty, sorry. 
Verse 30. <clears throat> and it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, Ye have seen a great sin, and now I will go up unto who? The Lord. Hmm? I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure, I will make an atonement for your sin. Next verse. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, these people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods. No, I think it's 23 I'm looking for. Sorry. 23, 20. Yes. Exodus 23. 23, 20. <clears throat> he said, Behold, I sent an angel before thee. God is sending this angel before you. Amen. You see, when God sends an angel, the an God is sending an angel to bring you direction and the good news. Are you with me? Now, it takes someone like Abraham that God sent an angel to him. The initial instruction does not look pl uh, palatable. Because Abraham was very, very comfortable in his father's house. He didn't see have any problems. Are you with me? <laughs> but then God said, get thee out. So the initial instruction always looks funny. That's why usually when an angel appears, he says, fear not. Because the tendency for you to be afraid is very, very high. So the first thing is to cool you down and say what? Fear not. Put it back. And behold, I sent an angel before thee hmm, to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. I believe that God has prepared a place for each and every one of us. Amen. He has prepared, apart from heaven, that Jesus Christ said, I go to prepare you a place, even here on earth, even here on earth. And you will realize, look, at a certain age in your life, you realize that, look, you are, you, are, you are very okay. You are so blessed. And you come to the realization that the sort of fretting that you were fretting, the, the anxiety that you had before, it's, 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 it's unfounded. If only you serve the Lord. If only you serve and keep on serving God and keep on loving God. You come to a point in your life, realize that the anxiety that you had is unfounded. I mean, when I was working in the mines, for instance, that, I, you know, the mines, you are blessed because my house is air conditioned, so 24 hours air conditioning is on. So as I was leaving the mines, I said, hey, how am I going to afford this sort of life? <laughs> how can I what afford this type of life but by the grace of God today by the grace of God I can afford this type of life it's only by the grace of God so when I'm sleeping with air conditioning I say hey I'm blessed oh I thought this thing would never happen again I'm so blessed you know so the sort of anxiety that we have when you serve God you come to the realization that all those anxieties are unfounded that alone is deliverance. I said that alone is deliverance. Go back to the scripture as I close. It said, beware of him. And what? Obey his voice. Provoke him not. For he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. Next verse. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice. Remember, incline thine ears. And do all that I speak. Then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies. And an adversary unto thine adversaries. 
So whatever is an enemy to you, any sickness that is an enemy to you, God is saying that he will be an enemy to that sickness. I said God is saying he will be an enemy to that sickness. When God is an enemy to a tumor in your head, what happens? God dislodges it. When God is an enemy to a pain in your back, what happens? God dislodges it. He said he will be an enemy to anything that is an enemy to you. And he will be an adversary. And all that will happen if you are inclined. Incline your ears. Put the scripture back. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that is I speak, then I will be an enemy to thy enemies and an adversary unto the adversaries. Next verse. For mine angels shall go before thee and bring thee unto the Amorites. All these are enemies. The Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites. Every Amorite in your life is being dislodged in the name of Jesus. Every Hittite in your life is being destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every Perizzite is being destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every Canaanite is being destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every Hivite is being destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every Jebusite is being destroyed in the name of Jesus. He said, I will cut them off. God is cutting off from you the pain that is putting you down. God is cutting off from you every sickness that has attached itself to you. God is cutting away from you the headache. God is cutting away from you the, de the, the, the depression. God is cutting away from you the poverty that has made you somebody who nobody respects. He said, I will cut them off. It just takes one thing to incline, to incline your ears. Put the scripture back, to incline your ears. For my angels shall go before thee and bring thee into the blah, blah, blah. Next verse. He said, thou shalt not bow down to their gods. Several times, hardships and condition makes us bow down to things that we shouldn't bow down to. You see people, they're in the church. Then some problem has come, they have to go and seek for counsel elsewhere. They go to where? Malam. Malam at Malamata. What what Madina? Are there Malam Sinkanishi? Zogo Janshin. How did you know? Said thou shalt not bow down their down to their gods. So I'm saying that problems makes us bow down to things. Business is not going where I want to go and do some consultation. You don't pay your tithes. All that you are doing is to do consultation. And when you are going, they say, bring this, bring that. But your tithe alone has ability to deliver you. Because the tithe, it says, bring ye all the tithes and offerings into my storehouse. It said, and I will bind the devourer. Anything, anything that takes from you, anything that takes your substance, God said he will rebuke it. When God rebukes, it means that God will stop it. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And it just comes about by inclining your ears. Incline your ears. Put back the scripture. Put out the scripture. It said, behold, hey, who is that? The scripture back. 24. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works. So there are works that people do. 
hmm, to succeed. There are works that people do to get money. But I say you shouldn't bow down to them. Don't do their works. But thou shalt utterly overthrow them. Everything sitting on you. Eh? You know, you overthrow governments. So anything sitting on you like a government. Eh? Anything, I'm not talking, hey, please don't record that. I'm saying you overthrow the government. I'm saying you personally. <laughs> anything sitting on you. Eh? Sitting on you on your business. Something is sitting on your happiness. Hey, devil is very wicked though. He will put your happiness on a table, on a chair. The chair itself hasn't got cushion. Chair, wood, and then he will sit on it. So as you are there, your happiness is on the chair, and the devil is sitting on it, and he's doing several things to your happiness. <laughs> Flashing and pushing on your happiness. Put the scripture about 24. <laughs> but thou shalt utterly overthrow them, eh, and quite break down their images. Anything, you see, that's why the Bible says casting down imaginations. Because there are times that Satan puts images in your face. When you have a dream, you have seven dreams, you've been having the same dream always. It's an image. It creates an image in your eyes. So now, when you think about the issue, that is the image that is before you. Remember the Bible says, we should think about things that are lovely. Things that are of good reports. But then there's an image. Every image before you. I said every image that Satan has placed before you. I cast it out in the name of Jesus. I said I cast it out in the name of Jesus. I said I cast it out in the name of Jesus. All this is happening. He said if you incline. Then verse 25. After all that has been done and said. Say, and ye shall serve the Lord your God. We you thank God that we are in the church where we have given opportunity to serve. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Look, every church is a good church. But thank God for your church. Are you with me? I said, thank God for what? For your church. Amen? Your church. Where you, as an individual, you are given an opportunity to serve God. Don't take it for granted. And we don't just preach it. But we create the opportunities. Hallelujah. Verse 25. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I see sicknesses flying away now. I say, I see sicknesses flying away now. I say, I see sicknesses flying away now. Somebody who had that back pain, that back pain, check it right now. Check it right now. I think it's gone. I say, check it right now. No, you had it. Even when I was talking, it was there. But I wanted to check it right now. Check it right now. It's gone. Because that is the word of God that I am sending out to you. He said, He sent for this word. He sent for this word. He said, He will, you shall save. So now we've come to the point where we say, You shall save. Amen. You shall save. And He shall bless. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. My brothers, my sisters, we've been, we are being given an opportunity again to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. 
So, in addition to whatever I'm saying, I am launching our Swollen Sunday for the 30th of April. Amen? I said, I'm launching what? Our Swollen Sunday for the 30th of April. Hallelujah. One member, five souls. One member, what? Yeah. You shall serve. And he shall bless. You shall serve. You shall bless. You shall serve. You shall serve. Yes. It's not just a faith slogan, but it's a faith reality. That's right. That as you serve God, God will bless you. As you serve God. You see, if you don't learn to do it, you will never be able to do it. The Bible says, train a child in the way you ought to go. When he grows, you will not depart from it. If you don't learn to do it, you will never be able to do it. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, one member, five souls. Say to your neighbor, one member, five souls. Say to somebody, one member, five souls. Stand on your feet. Just stand on your feet. Lift your hands. Heart conditions are being dealt with. 
Somebody's having a pain on the right side of your hand, the upper part of the right side of your hand. Very specific. It is going right now. It is going right now. It is going right now. Receive your healing now. Receive your healing now. Receive your healing now. I command every pain in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. To depart from this place. To depart from this place. To depart from this place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive your healing. The healing. Your neck is being touched. Your neck is being touched. Somebody's neck is being touched. The pain is leaving your neck. The pain is leaving your neck. An abdominal pain is being healed right now. An abdominal pain is being healed right now. An abdominal pain is being healed right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. to come forward here. Quickly. Keep on, keep on, keep on. Come on. The shepherd of my soul is by my side. Oh, you are delivered. You are delivered. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before you step here, God is touching you. I said before you step here, God is touching you. Take your blessing now. Take your blessing now. 
Take your blessing now. Take your blessing now. Take your blessing now. Take your blessing now. Take your blessing now. Yes, take it now. Take it now. Yes. Bring it to me. Take your blessing now. Take your blessing. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, little Lena. Let's leave it. Rende kabala babala bas. Rende kabo. Yes. Yes. You shall say.
pray for every individual with hands lifted. I command sicknesses to vanish from the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. I command every sickness, every disease, every ailment in the name of Jesus to vanish. Father, we've lifted the oils to you. Dip your hand into the oil. Let the oil touch your finger. Let the oil touch your finger. Father, it will with our oils lifted. I pray that whatever situation we will apply the oil to, Father, you will bring deliverance. You will bring deliverance. According to the faith of your people, in the name of Jesus, let every unsolvable situation bow in Jesus' name. Let every unsolvable situation bow in the name of Jesus. Let every unsolvable situation bow in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will touch your people, O oh God. Touch every organ in the name of Jesus. Anyone here diagnosed of a growth in the body, in the name of Jesus, I command growth to dissolve. I command growth to dissolve. I command growth to dissolve. In the name of Jesus. Just thank the Lord right now. Just thank the Lord.
hands to the Lord. You may be seated. I want you to take out your first and best. It's part of honoring. Say, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. With the first fruit of all your increase. Honor the Lord with the substance. First of all, with your substance, which is the offering. And the first fruit of all your increase, which is the tithe. That's why Malachi says, bring all the tithes and offerings into my storehouse. Rise on your feet with your first and best quickly. from today. Your characteristic lifestyle is to brook by the middle of the year. And you think it is normal because Satan has created an image before you so it becomes normal. That's why in Exodus 23, say we break their images. Take your seat for a moment with your first and best. Shall we all rise on our feet maybe just for a minute? Rise on your feet. Maybe today is the first time you come here or somebody invited you, but you have not had an encounter with Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Today, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Maybe there are things that are following you and tormenting you. There are things that you cannot stop in your life. But today, you want to say, Pastor, I've had it enough. Today I want to surrender my life. I want to be born again. Wherever you are standing with the presence of the Lord in the house, just lift your right hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. Hurry up. God bless you. Lift it very high. God bless you. Lift it very high. Lift it very high. God bless you. Lift it. Lift it high. Lift it. Say, Pastor, pray with me. You have lifted your hand. I want you to come to me right now from wherever you are. Just come to me quickly, 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 quickly. Somebody should help them to come. Help them to come quickly. Help them to come quickly. Come, come, come to Jesus. Hurry up and come. Run, run to Jesus. Don't walk, run. Run to Jesus. Yes. He said, come. Come unto me, all you that labor. And I have you laden, and I will give you rest. God wants to give you rest. I said, God wants to give you rest. Yes. This young man is very excited to be in church. Godfred, ah, Reverend Godfred is not here, otherwise. So, you see, tell your back, you see this young man? Huh? He's your new friend, okay? Are you happy? Wonderful. Now, lift your hands. Lift your two hands. Is he your brother? Ah, you look like him. What's your name? Isaac. Wow. You also want a friend? <laughs> lift your hand. Father, Pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Let everybody, congregation, everybody should pray. Maybe you are shy to come or you've been coming to church but you're not born again. You can also pray this prayer. 
You can also pray it as a prayer of dedication of your life to God. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for Jesus who died for me. Who died for me. Today, today, I surrender my life. I surrender my life to Jesus. Jesus. Please forgive me. Please forgive of all my sins. Of all my and wash me and wash in the blood of Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life so that one day I will be with you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give all of you a book that will help you. Okay? Give you a book. What's your name? Justice. Wonderful. And you? Hmm? Samuel. Wow. The prophet somewhere is in the house. I want to, all of you to go with our sister here. She'll give you a book. Also, will you give them communion? Wonderful. So go with her. Clap for them as you go. Clap for them. You may be seated. Keep standing if you have your tie in your hands. You have your first and best. Lift it up. Father, we thank you. We say we should honor you our first fruits. Father, we bring our tithe into your house so that your house may be filled. We pray, God, that you will bless it. Bless it in our hands, God. And bless it even as we release it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.